What's poppin' and welcome to Popcorn with Cholo Sadiar and your stop for all things pop where we talk about all things pop culture from here in the Philippines to the rest of the globe and still here at the comforts of our own home because we are still experiencing this worldwide pandemic. But anyway, we are back after a week break and we are here with an extra special guest. Uh, it's been a while since we caught up with each other and I'm so excited to have her on the show. She is everything. A host, a radio DJ, a VJ, a courtside reporter, a model, a fitness instructor, and now a beauty queen herself, Miss Gianna Lianis. Welcome to the show. Wow, what an introduction. Grabe. Ikaw na talaga. You are everything. But like, you know, uh, Gia and I are really good friends from college, and I've seen her grow from auditioning for mix and all that to being Miss Earth Water 2020. Grabe. Congrats to you, Gia. No, thank you too. And you know what? I am so proud of you. I mean, we were talking off air. I am so proud of you also for pursuing this trollo because you're definitely the type of person to have a podcast and to always want to know more, know more about people, know more about the world, oh, the know more about the pop world. culture. <laughs> yeah, so I'm so proud of you. You're doing amazing as well. And um, Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we are blockmates. I think we need yes. to establish that, which is crazy to think. Oh my gosh, college. Yeah, like imagine okay. uh, how many years ago we are just in class and now we're kind of working together. Yeah. Uh, we were just in like a radio show with one of uh, our artists, and then I was like feeding Gia all these questions, and all yeah. that. Hey, you should yeah. ask this. And now, parang it's just crazy na ganito na like how we've grown. And I've yeah, I'm really admire you also for pursuing everything that you do because like you know, you. not everyone has the passion and the commitment. And wow. now you are you are a reigning queen. <laughs> oh my gosh, Philippines water. You know what? It's so crazy <laughs> yeah. because. Um, people like like you, people know me from before, but and they say they wouldn't expect that from me that I would join a pageant or that I would be really into pageants. Yeah, like college, <laughs> like you wouldn't really expect that. No, Gia's a sporty girl. It's established yeah. that she's a basketball girl. She played basketball in high school. And then now yeah. she's walking in heels and strutting in a bikini. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy. It's so <laughs> weird. It's still not me, honestly. I always say that in interviews. I mean, when I'm wearing heels, I, I love dressing up now, doing my makeup and my hair. But uh, when I'm strutting around, it's still not me. But thankfully, pageantry, we have the likes of Pia, Catriona, and even Karen Abasco and Angeli Ong, who um, have gone beyond that and are more you know, vocal, um, more articulate, more intellectual. But of course, there's still a long way to go. Yeah. Just as every industry in the entire world. For sure. Still a lot to progress. Yeah. Pero grabe, like, nakaka-proud talaga to know that, you oh. know, I'm friends with a reigning queen. I mean, what? aside from that fact, of course, <laughs> you know, si Gia, nag-co-host yan ng birthday party ng Lola ko with me before. Mag-ganun. I know. You know what? I meet so many people that know you, Cholo. Like, Ateneo boys. And I, <laughs> that's, that's what I always say. I was like, you know, we are really close because I hosted his Lola's birthday party <laughs> It's like my anecdote. And it's also really funny because G and I, um, parang our families also know each other from Pampanga. And like, we didn't even know 
of that backstory before meeting each other and mm-hmm. you know all the college cheese me's all the tea in college we will not mention the snakes here but yeah you know all those things and then now we're here in a podcast i'm i'm really excited to have you on here we've i guess parang i've always wanted you on here but all the schedules and everything have been getting in the way. I know. I was like, what is he going to ask me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, what do you think um, about happy. the letter? <laughs> just kidding. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm happy. Thanks for having me on here. Yeah, I mean, first of all, siguro, I guess I would like to ask, how do you do it all? Because, you know, all the titles I've mentioned earlier, Gia was already doing that in college palang while studying and now you, you still do it you you host like an international french vj uh, dj clubbing uh what do you call that sorry <laughs> music channel yeah, yeah music channel and then they they bring you to uh, festivals around the globe uh, yeah and you also have your courtside reporting gig and you have your fitness instructing you're a dj in uh, uh, you're a dj in wave and all that. I mean, how do you get to handle all of that and still have the composure and, you know, still pursue your passions about everything? Well, you've known me since college. I've always been so independent. Um, I, I mean, my parents, I love them, but that's something that they always invoked in me is you, you got to do your own thing. You got to accomplish all these things. And um, my family is in politics, so there's really a lot of expectations. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that in an interview recently. It, there's something that I want to define my family as. It, each and every person is determined with their own goal. Um, so I think that's why I always pushed myself because I didn't want to be the black sheep, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I didn't want to be the one uh, uh, willing to accomplish. Even though I was never pressured to do that, I just had that in my mindset. And then now with everything that I'm doing, I have lived alone for the past two years, been almost completely financially independent. My parents helped me with my phone bill. <laughs> but... Um, that's really what's motivating me because ang ganda ng feeling, I mean, not pressuring anybody that's listening, ang ganda ng feeling to say that you are taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and especially as a Filipina because there's still expectations in Filipino culture na aalagaan ka ng husband mo or dapat nasa bahay ka lang or, you know, you can't be in the entertainment industry, you have to be in the office and um, you're returning all your work to your parents and it feels good for me that I can say I'm doing everything on my own mm-hmm. and someday I will repay that to my parents who gave me everything. I think that's what motivates me to go above and beyond. I mean, um, you know, during the quarantine, a lot of people lost their jobs and I'm, I'm going to say that too. I lost a, a few streams of income. Mm-hmm. So with losing those streams of income, I had to find new ones. I had to suffice and go again above and beyond. Um, because of that, I just really want to feel proud of myself. And you have a lot to be proud about because, you know, not everyone can do that. Like, honestly, what you do is like something really unique that not everyone can handle, especially in this industry. Now, you just joined pageantry also, which is another like big industry. And you're also in the entertainment industry. And having all these people around you saying all these things and you would also have people saying negative things online, right? Like people you don't know at all. I still remember the mixed VJ days 
parang oh, yeah. I was like, oh wow. And that would also affect like someone who doesn't really know the industry yet. But for you to have been in this industry uh, for that long is a feat in itself. Na, and you're still doing it. Aww. And it's really great to see yeah. you excel. <laughs> you know what? Thank you for for even saying that because for me, it was never about the recognition. So to be recognized for that is so heartwarming and it feels really good. Um, that's what I'm going to say about what I've been doing. Yes, I, I was on Mix. I worked as a courtside reporter, some of the biggest basketball leagues here as a radio DJ. You think now when you do jobs like that or when you enter entertainment as a whole, everyone's going to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You're going to get famous. You're going to be popular. And for me, it hasn't been like that. I mean, it's still a long journey. I still have a long way to go. And Perma Gianatics, Jan. Like it still feels weird to me when someone says that they watched me on Mix before. They know who I am. Um, even now in pageants, uh, palakasan niya ng pala. Yeah. And that's something I struggled with in my past few experiences. Sabi mo, yeah, because of my friends and family, comment talaga, everyone was commenting. Hashtag Gianna for Earth. Because of fans. Yeah, Gianna for the Earth. But it wasn't because of the fans. So, uh, you also have to remember that when you're working in this industry, what your motivation is. Mm-hmm. Is it to become famous? Is it to become, be recognized? Or is it because you love doing what you do and you want mm-hmm. to hopefully connect to people and make a difference? And it's really not easy. Like, even if you get viral for like 10 seconds, after like a month or so, or even less than a month, parang it's so yeah. hard to keep that fame alive. Yeah. Like, but it's so fleeting. And you really have to work hard for it. Like, for example, what we're trying to do, like, we're trying to build the foundations to whatever we think will happen in the future. Hopefully, they mm-hmm. will happen in the future. But, you know, it's, it, it's a certain kind of, like, commitment and dedication to your passions then about, you know, yes. about communicating with people and now advocating for a lot of things as well, right? But yeah. parang going back also, Shampre, you're someone, if, for people who aren't too familiar with Gia, Gianna. I have to say her, I know. I know, right? Name. It's so weird. <laughs> I, call her, I call her Gia. We call her yeah, Gia. Yeah, for but, the people uh, that know me before, uh, that, knowed me, <laughs> that knew me, sorry, before I entered the entertainment industry, it was Gia. So, <laughs> that one people call me, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's been for so long. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, parang coming from being a girl in Canada, like that upbringing, like how do you find yourself wanting this specific career path to begin with? Yeah. Um, I think I was only, yeah, I was only really passionate about this when I moved here to the Philippines because we're such an entertainment country. Mm-hmm. We love our artistas. We love our influencers. <laughs> uh, in Canada, I was a lot more low-key. Um, I really started getting into journalism, though, when... I became a junior jock for Magic 89.9. And then I went to Brown University before my senior year of high school. And I I remember so well. Joke. Yeah. (laughs) The Brown day. I studied studied journalism. And um, yeah, and my teacher told me, you know, everywhere you go, you're going to find a story. And after that, that's what really pushed me to 
you know, try to get into this. Mm-hmm. And I think you, during my journey, people would say, nah, oh, the way you speak, because my accent, ka, that's going to get you recognized. And I'm not even going to lie, it has gotten me recognized. And I think it, it has allowed me to tread through the waters. Um, but now when I'm thinking about it too, there's still, of course, I love what I do, but there's still a part of me that uh, imagines myself if I ended up continuing to live in Canada I would not be doing anything close to this I'd probably be studying my master's right now just like all of my friends back in Canada so um, I think it's really the influence of being in the Philippines and Filipinos loving their artistas loving their TV their teleseries yeah <laughs> uh, that's what one got me to want to get into the industry because here everyone sees them as the ultimate idols uh-huh. um, yeah but You've also worked in this industry, it's not that glamorous. Of you course, meet different not. personalities yeah. that are not really to be idolized. <laughs> For <So>. sure. <laughs> no shade to anyone. I mean, there's no tea, no shade. But all there's tea, great all people shade. in the entertainment industry, but there are some that are a little bit funky. <laughs> but like, uh, syempre, I remember our early college days. Parang you wouldn't really think or peg Gianna as someone who would go this far na parang she's a super shy girl na parang she she on during our freshman orientation she was on her phone the whole time and we were like is this girl going to talk to us or what <laughs> but like I didn't now I want to be there <laughs> but now diba parang was there like a moment a defining moment that made you like oh I need to get myself out there and like try to pursue something that I'm passionate about or journalism uh, aside from being in brown and like you know like a celebrity moment maybe maganon. You know what I'm still pretty shy now. Um when I go to gatherings I don't I get really scared to talk to people. People say na masungit ako or I'm intimidating. It's really because I'm scared to start a conversation and for it to go bad. I'm still quite awkward, very, very clumsy. I would say, honestly, Cholo, it was when in college, a lot of the people in our block in our year were really into the production. Everyone was so driven, especially in our block. I'm going to say everyone is really, really driven and hardworking and um had a direct goal. Yeah. And to compete. Like, I'm not going to produce projects as good as my blockmates, or I'm not going to Grab be as passionate about reporting. Because uh-huh. I was in the journalism track and our block was insane, really, really smart in that. So I said, you know what? My thing is hosting. It really is. I, um, ever since I you know, I became a junior jock at 17. That really doesn't happen to a lot of people. So that's what I chose to focus on. I think because of my peers had their own directions. And sabi ko, hindi ko yung sarili ko in what they're good at. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm not good at it. So I'm going to direct myself into something that will set me apart. And that's why um, I decided to audition for all of these things. And then, siyempre, you have that junior jock. You'd be up at 8 a.m. or earlier every yeah, Saturday. Oh my gosh, yeah. Or even later in the evenings pa, diba? For some like late night shifts. I mean, yeah. how was that whole beginning era of Gianna's career? Like, especially with the mix. That that thing was yeah. really big. Na mm-hmm. At the height of, uh, you know, mix VJ searches and yes. so many. That competition was also really tight. Na three of you won, diba? 
And yeah. of course, shout out and our hearts are with our ABS-CBN Kapamilya, uh, of yeah. course, with the recent events of the ABS-CBN denial franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, franchise denial, rather. But, you know, it's tough. But, you know, Shemper, it's part of that. Um, yeah, with the mix thing as well. Um, yeah, well, when I auditioned to be a junior jock at 17 and I got in, I thought I was the coolest kid in school because I went to an American school. Yeah. <laughs> which with very, very private people. Like, you don't even know that they live in the Philippines <laughs> because they're, they're just extremely private. So this was something I thought was so cool and I got in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of the first people on the list. Pa. So um, I, w- I would go to the training still, like I would really commit to it. Sometimes my parents wouldn't approve that I would be there so late. But I'm like, come on, this is something I know I'm good at. And it took around last eight months before I finally got my solo show Mm -hmm. and I would see the people older than me getting their own solo shows a lot earlier and after that uh, a lot of my peers who are my age would drop out of the program and I think that that's really jump-started my career. When I auditioned for Mix Naman, I mean, I feel like I'm just like everyone. And dami natin napunood na Mix auditions on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that there were auditions, I saw it the morning of mismo. Sabi ko, wala rin akong gagawin today. I, I remember I had a date. I had a date that night. And... Uh, I kept delaying on him because uh, I waited mga six, eight hours during the audition. Mag-isa lang ako. I would see huge celebrities there. Or mga, uh, Selena Dagdag was there. Kat Salo auditioned the same year. Like all of these uh, people who already were in the industry. Um, and I was young. I was only 18 when I auditioned. Yeah. My parents didn't know about it. But I said, you know what? I think it would be cool uh, to go to school and people would see my audition on YouTube. Kahit hindi ako makapasok, okay lang yun. <laughs> like, I feel like people would be like, that's so awesome that you auditioned for it. And um, it ended up working out from then. So uh, I was telling the story recently. Na I remember when before I auditioned for Mix, I parked at the building in front of the ABS-CBN audience entrance. Mm-hmm. And that's a private building. This is on a Saturday. So, sabi ko kay Kuya, Kuya, please, wala talaga ako mahanap ng parking. Like, this it's is the, only It's thing. the hardest place to find a parking ever. Hard, the <laughs> hardest. Yeah. I mean, I worked with Mix for a year after and never got parking there again. <laughs> but, I remember the Kuya was saying, sige ah, basta manalo ka. Okay lang, basta manalo ka. So, sabi ko, sige, kailangan talaga ako manalo for Kuya. Um, but yeah, it was, it was so cool. I remember our blockmate, I think it was Rendell, yeah, he was like, I saw your audition for Mix on YouTube. And I had no idea they posted it then. So after that, the next day, mom ko sabi ko, mom, check out this link. I auditioned ha. <laughs> and, at, and at that time, I knew na that I was in the top 12. So. <laughs> Grabe. Grabe. It, all, it all worked out. Yeah. I mean, ano ba yung mga, did you have like any, like what is the best experience of like interviewing someone at Mix or like, Oh, yeah. Having your like own my mix or other show. Ano yung mga like memorable moments madun? A lot. 
Robin, Mix was amazing. This is probably one of the best times of my life. Because I, I was a nobody. Nobody mm-hmm. knew who I was. I was a regular student. I was still going to college at this time. I was still going to Ateneo. And mind you, I never had to fix my schedule for tapings. I, like, Ateneo does not have that special treatment for anyone. You yeah. know that. Yeah. So, I mean, I told them, like, yeah, I'm a mixed VJ now. They're like, so? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Um, so I felt like I was Hannah Montana, like I was going to school, but then I, I after school, I would go uh, to tapings and mm-hmm. sometimes spend the whole day there. I'm not going to lie, there were days that I and I was drained, but when you experience things like, for me, I grew up in Canada, so I learned Tagalog through OPM. Yeah. Like, when I met Yen Constantino, freaked out. Um, when I met MYMP, <laughs> freaked out. <laughs> I have um, photos with them. Ba. Um, I, I interviewed the chain smokers too, got to go to their concert for free. And then we have school tours during mix, the bus. So people, <laughs> I remember I, we, there was one in UP and you know, it, it was a great concert and I was going to my car, like, didn't really realize we needed to have security and someone touched my hand lung and they started freaking out and crying and my co-vj luigi was like you just gave that person the best moment of their life when you touched (laughs) their hand and i was like why it's just me like (laughs) this is so weird so it's crazy to have experiences like that you're really just a normal person and then suddenly just like that people knew who you are i did work hard for it i did work hard for to sure win the yeah. search. um you can see i was the one that had the most vlogs oh yeah like, on the page i really posted about it the production ko back then binubonggahan ko <laughs> so i worked hard for it but it, it was also just in a snap my life changed uh-huh and like that really planted the seeds to where you are right now right i mean without those experiences of being a junior jock you wouldn't be having your wave gig right now and all that. Yes. But, syempre, let's also go to the pageant era of your career. Uh, parang, how did you even, like, have that? I mean, syempre, in between that, you found, parang, the, parang, how do you call this? You found the hybrid of your passions for basketball and communication and being a courtside mm-hmm. reporter. I mean, and then from there, like, how do you end up wanting to become a beauty queen? Like, joining Miss World, and then joining Miss Mandaluyong, and then now Miss Earth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why it's so, so crazy. I, re- I saw my high school friends recently, and they're like, you would be the last person <laughs> to join a pageant. Because um, I would always just be so low-key. But I've always been a huge pageant fan. Yeah. Ever since I, I lived in Canada, I watched Miss Universe, I think it was 2005, when Natalie Glebova, Miss Universe Canada, won the entire pageant. Um, and then here in the Philippines, I, I would hear about it. And you know how, like, you know, your parents, your family, oh, you can beauty queen. And I thought they were just saying that to be nice to me. <laughs> um, but... I actually started watching more YouTube videos and I said, hey, I can do this. Like, 
kaya ko naman yung Q&A na yan. I feel like I can answer pretty well. Yung, yung lakad, I didn't know that there was a science and a formula behind <laughs> it. So sabi ko, kaya ko naman yan lata. Para okay I saw naman. your walk na ngayon eh. You were like, mm, how do yeah, you do that? <laughs> yeah, you really have to like, oh my gosh, it's so much training behind the walk. I had no idea. Is it true with like, putting books in your head and stuff like that? I never had to do that, but I did have to do the duck walk where there's you're kind of in a in a huge studio and you're it's crazy the heels are this tall we would have to do stretches and stand on one leg like i twisted my ankle once oh my gosh um but i i actually tried out for a few pageant camps and didn't get in at mm-hmm. first and i i mean after that i i remember telling one of my friends like maybe pageantry is just not for me maybe my look is not for pageantry and beauty co it's not what they want um because you really have to be perfect in philippine pageantry everything has to be amazing before and yeah. now it's a lot more um it, it, there's more definitions to filipina beauty but before talaga there's a formula there's a standard, what you have to look like there's a standard um but when it but comes then, to like intelligence like <laughs> thank you thank you yeah um so my friend who auditioned with me for a camp and also got rejected, she was like, well, I have this new trainer who has also developed Queens. Maybe you want to meet him. So I met him and he's the type of person that uh, he's really going to say no as soon as he meets you. But he met me and he saw the potential in me and trained me and said, we're joining Miss World Philippines. And I remember I applied uh, under a different handler before. And that old handler, the very first one I had, said, I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're going to win. Like, you know, Laura Lehman's going to be in it. Win-win Marquez. You're not, you can't do it. You, you might not even be a candidate. Imagine that. They said that to me. So I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push more. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, this is going to motivate me. And then, you know, my friend introduced me to Tito Jonti, who was one of my first handlers, saw the potential in me would train me one-on-one, especially with walking, with my passerella. Minsan nga sa basketball court pa kami nagtatrain ng naka-heels. Tapos wow. yung katabi ng basketball court may burol. Oh my gosh. Ganun ka intense. And then when I joined Miss World Philippines, it was the hardest experience of my life. I was not prepared for it at all. Um... And but, it's one of the biggest ones here, right? Yeah, like, it's one of the biggest ones. I always admire the organization and I still do because uh, they really value intelligent girls. Um, but I didn't even get into the top 16 during Miss World Philippines. And again, I had those doubts. for me young pageants. Maybe maybe this. I don't think I'm ever going to join again. Then Miss Mandaluyong happened with my that handler calling me and saying they need girls they need girls and i was in bali at that time i was like my flight's not landing till tomorrow and she's like all right do it tomorrow so i auditioned for miss mandaluyong they really value intelligence um and how well you can speak and what message you want to deliver i got first runner up and then after that i was like what were you called like first princess or something no, just first runner-up for Miss Mandaluyong. Don't <laughs> um, First princess, second Yeah, runner. that's for Miss World. But um, <laughs> after that, I said, I really want to represent Mandaluyong in something. Because 
Uh, I really do admire the city of Mandaluyong, their projects, what they stand for. Their leaders are very responsible. So that's why I joined Miss Philippines Earth. And you ended up also, uh, what do you call this, meeting the actual Miss Earth from this year, right? In Miss Mandaluyong, see. Roxanne Bayens. Bayens is yes. Congrats um, to her. Yeah, congrats to her. Absolutely love her. And we actually planned to join together. I think that was last October, November. Both our boyfriends are basketball players. So the world is small. We were uh-huh. at a, a party and we were like, yeah, let's join Miss Philippines Earth. We went to the auditions together. And Miss Philippines Earth this year was grueling. I mean, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it because it was a virtual pageant. It's crazy. And Is it like the first virtual pageant ever? The first, first virtual pageant ever. And Miss in the world? It's huge. Or yeah, that we know of, yes. <laughs> um, well, the Philippines is a huge pageant country. So Miss Philippines Earth has always been one to set the trends. Uh-huh. Um, and, and yeah, Roxy and I were both, when we found out, we are like, are we still going to push through with this? Being a virtual pageant, we, we live alone. We don't have the resources. But we were able to connect with so many people during this virtual pageant, especially people who are going through a tough time right now with the pandemic. Now, um, that grueling process was really, really worth it. Yeah, and parang I remember chatting with you. I was like, how the hell are you going to do this? Like, doing your own long gown from your house, doing yeah. the Q&A, everything. That's like... 10 times more work than going to like a venue and just looking pretty. I mean, yeah, right? Exactly. And congrats to you on that. I mean, syempre, it paid off talaga na you got the title of Miss Philippines Water. And you're here and uh, you're about to start your reign as Miss Philippines Water. I'm, uh, ano bang tatanong ko about the pageant life? Syempre, ang, I, I would say ang cute nung Q&A ni ano, Miss Earth when she was like, oh, I... One of my best friends is actually Miss Mandaluyong. I was like, oh, I know. That's so cute. She messaged me after. She's like, I mentioned you in my casual interview. Just because um, I know it's a virtual pageant, but as I mentioned, it's very grueling. So we all got a little bit emotional through different points of the pageant. And I always say this in every pageant, or I guess in every competition you join, you realize that your competitors actually become your best friends because mm-hmm. no one else knows what you're going through but those people. Mm-hmm. So she was really someone that I, I turned to. Also, Shane, who is um, Fire, Miss Philippines Fire. Um, they were the ones that I really turned to na when I said, Gusto ko nang sumuko. Lala na for me, kasi hindi nga ako kilala in pageantry. For them, this is like their 10th pageant na. This is only my third. I didn't have that many fans. Wala akong special awards. Wala akong medals sa minor events. Gusto ko na talagang sumuko because I was saying, what am I doing wrong? Dahil ba wala akong resources? Dahil ba, um, you know, I, I don't have as much connections as everyone. But it, it paid off in the end. It really did. And your, I was telling you earlier, your national costume was like, Crazy good. Oh, Pang RuPaul's Drag Race Eleganza. Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> so good, that's from so um, Edwin Uwe, who is really a award-winning designer. So Yeah, it's amazing. I hope you get to like run that in an actual runway. Someday. Or like Halloween. I'm, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wonder Woman's new costume in her new movie. Right? Kind of looks like yeah. that, right? Yeah, so you could be like, says, hey, I have yeah. cosplay now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what was it exactly? Was it the Philippine Eagle? 
or um well a bird? I portrayed it as the golden uak or the mm-hmm. golden crow. Yeah. Because I did my performance at Walk Walk Golf and Country Club. And this was during um, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. It was during Pride Month. So uh Walk Walk Golf and Country Club in Mandaluyong was made because there was a caddy in another uh, golf and country club who wasn't allowed to go to award ceremony of a competition that he won because of his social status. So, um, you know, the, the guy who made the Quack Quack Golf and Country Club did it so that everybody is accepted. And that was really a message that I wanted to portray. Mm-hmm. So I'm so happy that I was able to embody, you know, the golden Uwak. It was Uwak Uwak derived from Uwak? Yes, because there were crows that would fly over the golf course. Oh, okay. Yeah. Things you find out right. <laughs> randomly. <laughs> Some research. <laughs> As Miss Mandaluyong would like yeah. to say. <laughs> Pero, I mean, syempre, with pageants, it's like a huge deal. Ano yung pressure na naramdaman mo with the Q&A especially? Because Q&A is like one of the, I mean, you can be so pretty and walk with the most wonderful gown, but when you get to the Q&A portion, pag minsan pagtatawanan ka lang ng tao kasi parang yeah. you really have to have like an intelligent or at least uh, sane answer. I don't know how to say it. Not sane naman, but like to have like an uh, unacceptable at the very least answer. Kasi when you say something na parang oh really? It sounds by the book or it sounds like scripted. Parang how did you, especially with this one, uh, it's virtual. How did you manage like doing that? Yeah, well, um, for those who are not pageant fans, they might not know that, you know, candidates really study. We mm-hmm. had a lot of trainings with Q&A, and it's not even just being intelligent or having knowledge. It is how you deliver it, um, making sure you don't step on anyone's toes because it is a pageant, so you can't be completely biased, um, and making sure that there's meat to your content. It's just 30 seconds when you answer it. Yeah. Now, for me, I felt especially pressured with Q&A because people were hyping me up to be the speaker, uh, to Mm -hmm. be one of the best speakers in the batch. So I was like, oh my gosh, I need to live up to these expectations. During the top 10 Q&A, my question, uh, I think it was destiny that that was my question. Um, I was the last one to be called, so I was the last one to answer. And my question was about freedom of speech. Now, with so many things going on in our country and in our world, I told myself that whatever happens, I want to make a statement in those 30 seconds. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if I win or I lose. So many people are going to be watching this pageant. So I want them to, to hear what I have to say and for it to make an impact. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I spoke about freedom of speech. and um, It was about fake news then. Right? It was about fake news, specifically about fake news. So I directed it to being a member of the media, being a Filipina, and what, um, uh, and what we should do with, you know, with our freedom of speech now being in a democracy, especially because it's, um, it's an issue. Uh-huh. <laughs> I won't mention it now, but of course, it's an issue with some of the things happening within our government. And with my answer, um, one of the winners from last year actually messaged me and she said, like, babe, I am so proud of the way you answered it and how you snuck in that opinion on what people need to hear. Mm-hmm. And I said, 
exactly that. I was like, you know, it's 30 seconds. So whatever happens, as long as I made somewhat of an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you know that it's really heartfelt. Yeah. At that point, I was like, this question is about fake news. I need to make sure that I make use of the 30 seconds. Like, yeah. I'm connecting with so many people. And then for final five Q&A naman, I, I was just happy to be in the top five. Uh-huh. I mean, the caliber of girls in Miss Philippines Earth this specific year, it's their 20th year, is amazing. Like, everyone's so smart. Everyone's so beautiful. Everyone had great walks. Yeah. So to be in the top five was such a privilege. That's why I, uh, I'm, I'm going to admit when I first heard the question, none of us expected that to be the final question. Yeah, like how do you, especially in like such a big pageant, how do you make sure that your views are balanced in a one-minute answer, especially in such a hard political climate? Na parang your question yeah. was about... Um, what do you look for in a leader, right? Yes. And how do you answer that without being too, like, shady against whoever's in power, yeah. but also, like, showing your opinion and representing what you believe in? Ang hirap na na. Well, I will admit this to you. I haven't told anyone this yet, but I had a different answer. Uh-huh. Um, something else came to my mind, but I didn't want to step on anyone's toes, and I didn't want it to be controversial. Uh-huh. So my specific answer was about compassion. And yeah. I turned to compassion because that's what the leaders in the city I was representing was showing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw news articles here in Mandaluyong where police officers would, instead of um, getting angry at people who were not wearing masks, they would provide them with masks. Yeah. And that shows true compassion. And that compassion is invoked by having a great leader. Um, so... When it comes to just answering questions in general and, and trying not to have a completely biased or controversial view, one way I, I prepared was talking about it with my friends. Yeah. Uh, we have a group chat, so I would just throw it out there like, guys, what do you think about this news story? And everyone would discuss. Um, I also had a pageant fan who I said, please, every single day, try to ask me a question about current events so yeah. that I'm updated and so that I can also... Um, establish my viewpoints and hear from your perspective as well. Uh, it helps a lot to be a cop major. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it helps so much because um, you want to know, you want to obtain every side of the story. Mm-hmm. So I think that that helps a lot too. And it's great. Tama uh, naman yung compassion, especially in this time na parang you'd see people just fending for themselves and not really looking at their constituents. I mean, that's the hardest and saddest part that we're experiencing. Okay, we're privileged enough to live comfortably, but what about everyone else? Do we just Mm -hmm. look the other way, right? And it's nice na, I mean, I I saw the whole Q&A pageant, I mean, Q&A portion, and yours was a really heartfelt sounding answer. It didn't really sound robotic or anything. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's really because I didn't prepare for that question. I had no idea. I prepared so many answers. So you should tell um, me what your real answer is later after yeah, this. I, I mean, yeah, for sure. I can tell you. But um, even before, because what happened was we were all in a Zoom call. And before it was our turn, we were in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the waiting room of the Zoom call, I was rehearsing answers talaga. I had, you know, the, the finisher sentence. 
And then nagulat nga ako na yun yung question. Lahat kami nagulat. I think nobody expected that to be the question. But it's great because you really got heartfelt answers with a with a question like that that's thrown at you and you don't know. You didn't, you didn't expect it. So mag-sample tayo ngayon. I'm just gonna ask sure. a random question and let's yeah. see how Miss Philippines Water, Gianna Lianas, will answer it. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, Miss Mandaluyong, <laughs> the question is... <laughs> Kunwaya ko si Paolo Badiones. <laughs> um, ano ba? If you were to change one thing in the Philippines tomorrow, what would it be and why? Um, if I were to change one thing in the Philippines tomorrow, I think that um, I would really try to focus more of our attention on the marginalized communities. That's something that has uh, opened my eyes to during this pandemic, especially working closely in distributing relief goods to some of the fire victims within my city and um, some of the struggling families within cities nearby. Uh, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is that we need to invoke more compassion in one another, and that's by influencing our peers in a positive way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really, that's a great question. Yeah, and it's a great answer as well. I That's mean, a great question. Yeah, it's really something you should think about as well. Na parang okay, if there's one thing I have an answer, but I wouldn't say. It. I mean, maybe I can say it right now. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Katanggalin I I ko na si. Katanggalin ko na si ano sa position niya. <laughs> that could help the society, but you know, you're right. Uh, you know, compassion is really something we need in this society oh, yeah. where people oh, yeah. just think for themselves and not really look at the marginalized communities. Yeah, I mean, weren't we talking about this recently? Like, um, during this pandemic, it everyone's just so focused. And we can't blame them. We really can't because mm-hmm. everyone is struggling during this time. But everyone's just so focused on themselves that they forget that other people are struggling as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think we can't blame each other for forgetting that but what we can do is remind one another that hey this is what's going on let's be a little bit more alert on what's going happening around us and um make our actions based on what will be good for everybody and not just ourselves yeah and parang naisip ko rin, like especially with the current uh issue of abs-cbn's franchise being denied like it's also excuse me it's also like a major hit for the marginalized communities because people keep on defending that I saw this Facebook post yesterday by someone I knew who was saying that there's still GMA, there's still TV5, there's still Rappler and ABS-CBN Online. Uh, I don't see why it's a hit on press freedom. Like, don't you see that we're here, we can access the internet, but not everyone has the same access to the internet. Yes, right? yes. Um, I actually had an interview today and that the interviewer was saying that uh, we can shift everything to social media, but we have to remember 70% of the Filipino people live on minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Does everybody have internet, Wi-Fi fast enough to access this information on social media? And for me, as an advocate of natural disaster risk education myself, there was a recent um, storm that hit a couple of months ago. And, you know, the marginalized communities, I think this was in the Sorsogon area, 
they weren't prepared for it because there is no ABS-CBN and you uh-huh. think oh may ibang channels naman but they turn to ABS-CBN as their you know as their source of information and the frequencies so, all don't reach the same place right some exactly. can only have GMA some can have ABS and what about yeah, those so areas diba you have to think about the betterment of the people as well mm-hmm. um, and i hope that's something our leaders can remember if i mean I'm not going to be completely biased towards one side because there is information about um, there, there's legal issues within mm-hmm. the whole issue. We're not part of it ourselves. Yeah. So, um, I can't completely have one polarizing view. However, if you are going to take people's jobs away or people's access to information away, as a leader, you should also find an alternative for that. And you can't uh, just say, parang, hey, you could just find another job. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean we were talking about it. It's so difficult already uh-huh. to find a job now with so many businesses cutting down uh and shutting down completely. So um hopefully our leaders can help out you know those those members of ABS CBN who have lost their jobs. This is very devastating. Well we're really hoping for the best. Uh it's the fight's not over and we still have our rights to press freedom and democracy. And sharing our opinions, having this conversation in itself is like a freedom we enjoy. But yes. you know, that might not be the case sometime if we don't like fight back right now. But I mean, aside from that, of course, uh, that's a really wonderful answer to a random question that I just that's pulled out of my question. brain. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. I can start probably start making this a uh, new job, making <laughs> questions for beauty pageants. <laughs> but like being part of this new career in your multifaceted career, uh, <laughs> how, how, how do you want to go about your future as a pageant queen? Um, parang, syempre, diba, there's still a lot to be changed within the industry, but we're seeing that pageants now are really evolving from just being about beauty to about being about advocacies na ngayon. Like, how do you want to go about your reign for Miss Philippines water ngayon? Another hard question. Joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, there's a lot of things that I want to do. Um, I've been very active with my advocacies during the pageant, even mm-hmm. before I gave talks uh, in partnership with the Department of Education to public schools here in Mandaluyong about natural disaster risk education. I work with um, Protect the Frontline, which is an NGO owned by Athenians who delivers meals to frontliners in various hospitals. And then now I work also with Pantawid COVID Project. It's a youth-led organization that distributes relief goods to the marginalized communities who are affected either by you know, the different fires happening around, the different calamities, or just the COVID-19 in general. Um, Something that I've been looking into as Miss Philippines Water is, I'm always at the beach, you know this, we went to LU together. I am always at the beach. So She deserves uh, the title of water. Yeah, yeah, it's really (laughs) me. Um, But I've been talking to local governments at coastal communities, how we can do coastal cleanups or provide uh, for the indigenous communities Mm -hmm. and educate people more on preserving marine biodiversity. Um, But something I also wanted to do is because with pageantry, you have a a much bigger platform, which I didn't realize would be happening. 
uh, after Miss Philippines Earth. So many people are connecting with me now. I still get tagged in so many things. And um, I want to use this, this momentum to um, really use my skills as a member of the media to talk to other people and generate conversations about what's going on around the world. Mm -hmm. So whether it be the Black Lives Matter movement, the anti-terrorism bill, even the ABS-CBN shutdown, I'm going to open my social media to that so that people can uh, feel like they can express their opinions and they have a safe avenue to do it. Mm -hmm. and, and the youth especially to know that their voice matters. That sounds so cliche and, and so pageantry, but... I think we need to remember that right now that we need to speak up. It is. And parang being the young adults that we are right now, we will realize more and more the impact of your actions to the bigger picture. Because like, yes. okay, we're starting to get a bit older than we were four, five years ago. Our problems are different now. We have bigger fish to fry. But you also see that, you know, you can actually make an impact if you want to and if you push yourself hard enough because it's the tide is so hard to like go against of mm-hmm. old traditions people who still believe in like conservative views and like yeah. you know with all the movements happening right now especially for women diba how uh, especially with you know ang uh, tawag dito it's still very prevalent the rape culture here in the philippines uh-huh. whether it's yeah. the actual act or just the online um the online harassment towards women, diba? Like, yes. how do how do you plan to like integrate that as well to like you know going against the flows of the old dogs of society, the old dogs, the like boomers. No, but um, yeah, we always talk. I used to talk about that a lot in my old radio show, The Morning Takeover. How here in the Philippines, what we still struggle with is people with such a systematic way of thinking that they're not, that they're so scared to think beyond the norm. And that's why, that's why we fall into a system that is so difficult to change. And it's really up to the youth to do something about it. Um, Now, as a young woman, I feel like I can set a good example as well that I'm working all of these jobs while stating my opinions i don't allow myself to be under if a job takes me for granted if an industry takes me for granted then i can just step out of it and know that something better is destined for me yes um, you're not one to back down for sure yeah i'm really not i'm a little bit feisty but, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know like i think that i can set that example too um, and when, when you're talking about, you know, women empowerment and rape culture, what we need to do is educate, especially the closed minded people on equality and that, hello, years of history has shown us that it doesn't matter what gender you are. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what color you are. You're going to, you can accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we need to remind one another of that even more. And the people that are close-minded, they're close-minded because they're afraid to do the research. They're afraid to obtain more knowledge. But yeah. we can actually provide them with that and challenge them with that. And I would say, I mean, going from our first part of this interview, you're kind of one of the examples for that. Na parang, you know, expectations of Gia or Gianna in the past. <laughs> wouldn't really ex- would, you wouldn't really expect her to be here right now. But 
she's gone through all those experiences and now she's representing bigger things and i'm really happy that uh you get to do that and you continue to do that and i'm sure there will be more platforms for you to continue doing that in for the sure future. For if, sure. If we continue, we're still so young. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, it's it's amazing, lang. Uh, I'm just happy that we get to talk about this then, because we don't really like go so deep. Because I know I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aside from this, champion, we do talk about deep things uh, out off the air, but not like tuloy tuloy na ganito. <laughs> but yes, yes, I'm really so happy and so proud for you to have gone through all of this. Like, I mean it talaga. Not just because we're on a recorded podcast. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me here and inviting me to... Finally, I'm here. Like, what? I, I thought this was pop culture. It got so serious. <laughs> now you're here. No, because, you know, everything is our, our new, like one of our new uh, visions and missions here on Popcorn. It's really that everything's political. Even pop culture that we watch. Oh yeah. oh yeah, for like sure. even pageantry can be political if you want it to be because if we don't uh if we don't recognize these harsh realities outside and connect them to the media or the pop culture that we consume then what is it all for right exactly I mean, that's a great viewpoint yeah that's that's a message that you need to be sending out more and people need to realize more like we go through our daily tasks uh-huh. And we don't realize that every little thing we do has this greater impact. Uh-huh. Um, so something that I've been doing during the quarantine is I've been watching a lot of Netflix. But <laughs> afterwards, talking about it with my friends or my boyfriend or even my parents sometimes, like, what do you think of this? Wait, this is what it was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that's great, Chola, that you're doing that. Thank you. I mean, that's one of the main goals among here is really to get to know people more and to show that the media and the industry has something deeper than the entertainment value. Because, yes. you know, uh, sometimes people just view it as this. They think what we do is so easy that, okay, this is Star Wars, for example, and that's it. It's Star Wars. But if you really dissect it, right? you see that Star Wars has political aspects about, you know, corruption and, like, legacy and all that. And, you know, it's Star Wars is one of the, it's just one of the examples. You'd have so many things talking about so many different things. Yeah, um, I actually want to shed a light on this because it still has made an impact on me until now. You're a huge indie movie lover. Um, but I... I watched Ordinary People on Netflix recently. Oh, yeah. Familia Ordinario. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> my thoughts on it. it. It's, oh my gosh. Like, I, I, I still get goosebumps just thinking about it now. And I watched that movie with my boyfriend, both of us, who grew up in a different country where, mm-hmm. you know, until now, it still surprises us that people are living that way. But I watched that maybe a few nights before the coronation night of my pageant. And my whole perspective and even my advocacies and i said the message that i want to send out um, if ever i get a crown has changed because of that movie i mean one of the things that has it has really shown me is that it's so easy to say like follow the rules Mm -hmm. in in miss philippines earth's case live a sustainable lifestyle but you realize some people really don't have access to that and what they're thinking about is short term living Mm -hmm. day by day 
um, or sometimes, you know, they haven't been provided with the education or the exposure to know that this is what we should be doing. And they don't have, I guess, the luxury even yeah. to contribute to society mm-hmm. and to make a difference. So, um, and it's not yeah, like they don't want to, right? It's more like the circumstances they find themselves in or the situation they're born into they have no choice and you know sometimes we just view it as like okay these are people who exist but when you see movies like that you get to see how do uh, the the story without spoiling anything it's like these two teenagers who are already parents find themselves in like uh they're also like uh hold uppers but like they steal they're thieves they're mm-hmm. petty thieves and uh, they find themselves in an even more difficult situation. And yes, that brings that, that them causes to like, them to do that. Yeah. And, and you realize like there's a huge majority of Filipino people who are going through this. And as much as yun, yeah, they're, they are thieves, you can't really be mad at those characters. Yeah. Um, so grab it. Like until now, I still get goosebumps just thinking about that movie. I don't think I can watch it again because it, it is pretty disturbing but it's mm-hmm. real you have to watch it because it is disturbing and you need to realize like hey this is what's going on it's on so, netflix that's great if you yeah. want to watch it hello netflix please sponsor us <laughs> I but like but uh, that's a great example yeah like you would you can say now okay this is just like uh this is just entertainment or this is just like an exaggeration, but this can happen in real life, and this yeah. is happening to so many people we do not know personally. Yes. And there we is. don't, as you said earlier, like you, most of us think, oh, they're just there, they uh-huh. exist, but we don't realize, or we don't take that extra step even to see things from their perspective or to mm-hmm. listen to their stories. But if it's not going to be us, who's going to do it? Uh huh. We can't completely depend on our leaders to do it. Yeah. And you know, I, I would also relate this to a recent documentary I saw. I'm, I'm not sure if you've seen it, uh, but it's called Aswang by Alex Ayn Arumpak. It's a documentary about Duterte's war on drugs. It's, I think Ooh, the, it's, it's it. the first one directed by a Filipino, na parang Filipino perspective. And it's just, it's still so sad to see that this is the situation we find ourselves in. Na, although you're just viewing, you're a viewer, you see na the humanity behind the people who are affected by it, even if, you know, majority don't see that this is what's happening and this might be what happens even more if we don't act on it, right? Yes. And Trollo, you and I are are pretty honestly privileged enough to never have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. And you think, is that fair? Is yeah. that really fair that we have that luxury that we're never going to have to worry about, you know, stay sleeping on the streets? And that's when you think, yun nga, na, it's us pa who should be the ones to help out our fellow Filipinos yeah. during this time. Because we, we're regular people, but we also don't, do not deserve what, like, we don't deserve it. I mean, all of the, Living such a comfortable life. Yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's what I realized during the pandemic. Just going to the hospitals and delivering meals, and some people are in line. Dinilam afford yung hospital bills nila. Um, you know, they have minimal resources to really take care of themselves, and you're like, ah, as a bahay lang ako. Oh my gosh! But man, that's a luxury. 
And some people, ano pa, they break the rules and like meet their friends who yeah. aren't near them and stuff like that. So parang, okay. <laughs> I hope you you find it in yourselves to actually reflect on the times that are happening around us because yes, yes, it's not yes, ending yes. anytime soon, I yeah. would say. But, you know, it's nice that we're having this conversation about it because it has to be said. But uh, I guess moving on to a lighter note okay. as we end this interview officially okay. on air. Magchichikahan pa tayo after. What's next for you? I mean, you've gotten your title, one of your first titles. I'm sure there will be more. You're oh, still yeah. doing your current gigs everywhere. Uh, what's next for Gianna? I heard there might be something in the works. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yes. Um, <laughs> I think... For now, I, you know, I had four goals this year. Uh-huh. One of them was to get a crown at a national pageant. One Check. of them was to get a puppy, <laughs> which I, I'm almost there. Another if anyone's one, listening, maybe you can help her out. <laughs> I know, maybe you can find me a toy poodle. But um, one of them is to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And another one is to start a business. So... Those are my short-term goals that I'm hoping that happens within the next month or so. Um, in terms of long-term, of course, I want to make sure that my reign is fruitful. So two days after I was crowned Miss Philippines Earth Water, I distributed relief goods with Pantawid COVID Project because I was mm-hmm. like, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes, glam, sh- glam shoots are great, but um, with this bigger platform and this bigger influence, I need to use it right now and make sure that for the next year, the legang fruitful yung reign ko. Uh, after my reign, um, I was supposed to go to the University of Toronto this year and pursue my master's in psychology, but because of the pandemic, and I didn't push through. So I, I might do that next year. Not sure if I'll join another pageant, was even thinking of maybe joining a pageant in Canada. I have no idea. Um, I want to push with my sports career even more. I mean, I tried out for the Toronto Raptors this year, but I wasn't living in Canada. Wow. So I couldn't. I, they, they didn't get me for the job. So I, I'm hoping that I can, you know, work for the NBA or a big basketball league. There's so many things that I want to do, but also like, for me right now, where I'm at, I am just so satisfied and happy because yeah, so many people are struggling. Mm-hmm. So kahit wala, wala dun sa mga goals ko ang mangyari, at least I'm alive. Yeah. So that's such a cliche perspective, but we take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to appreciate that more. So with that, <laughs> I thank you so much for being here. But we have one last segment, which we have with all our guests here on the show. We have our pop stop, which signifies our end, our pop culture recommendations for the week. So I'm going to ask you what you want to recommend, aside from Familia Ordinario or Ordinary yeah. People. Uh, is there anything you love that you want to recommend, even if it's old or anything new? And yeah. Uh, on on Netflix? Anywhere. Like a book, a show, a movie. Okay. Um, Shark Tank. <laughs> I started watching that also. Oh my gosh. Do you love it? Because I finished three seasons in a week. <laughs> I probably watched I like, like one season. Yeah. Yeah. Shark Tank was my ultimate quarantine show. Um, Is that why were you inspired? Why you were inspired to want to make a business? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
there are so many incredible stories of people who started from nothing. Um, if you want to relax, I used to not be a yoga person, but mm -hmm. it's really helped with my mental health this past quarantine, the past few months. So check out Yoga with Adrian. That's yoga on YouTube. Um, they, there's a 30-day challenge that is beginner-friendly as well. Um, what else have I been watching? Um, I'm sure you know this Netflix show. It's about an uh, Indian-American girl. Yeah. Um, I forget the name. It's super cute. <laughs> Never have I ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ended up watching the first season in a, like a day or two days because it, it shows... It really shows what a second-generation immigrant goes through. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's pretty interesting as well. I'm trying to think what else. That's on my list also, but my oh, list you haven't is seen pretty it long. Yet. No, I haven't. Oh, I feel like you'd really like it. Yeah. And it's uh, what I'm doing because now, I don't know if I've said it on the show before. I'm, um, I'm like... I'm not changing, but I'm like alternating between Asian shows and then Western mm, shows and then Asian shows. Okay. Parang K drama. I'd go for the K drama and then I'd watch like a Netflix white show. And then, <laughs> you get what I mean? Like Yeah, speaking of um, Netflix white show, I don't know if you, you've watched this, but it's so good. The Circle. I've seen like four episodes. Oh my God. <laughs> I would you... join The Circle if they were. Same, would have same. <laughs> strategy. I don't know if I should say it on air. Maybe later after we record this. <laughs> say, say, like there was a there was a time pa, the last time I was in La Union, because my friends and I would be obsessed. Now we'd be like circle, send message to. <laughs> like we would talk as if we were in the circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really addicting show if you wanna watch it. And right. you know what? Even then, you were talking about Kanina that it, it portrays a message of what's going on in society. Mm -hmm. The circle as well shows that sometimes um, there's so much catfishing, but we're also focused on social media. Are we really able to build connections through technology? So it's very interesting. And who's an influencer who's like... Parang... Yeah, like, do you really judge based on looks? How do you react yeah. someone based on a photo you've seen on them? So that's very interesting. It's like as Big well. Brother, but with social media, which is really like yeah. a nice take on it. Or, or also Survivor. It's also kind of like Survivor because there's like there's strategies, to uh -huh. that. there's alliances. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that's. I don't know who wins yet, but we'll see. Ooh, uh, ooh <laughs> but... I didn't like the winner. Ooh, okay. <laughs> So for me, my recommendations for the week are, as mentioned earlier, Aswang, the documentary. Well, the free viewing, free streaming is now over. But if you can find some way to watch it, hopefully not illegally, go watch it. It's a really eye-opening documentary that you need to see. Parang yung A Thousand Cuts lang then with Maria Ressa. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Um, aside from that, I've been getting into this new Korean drama called It's Okay to Not Be Okay. It's really, really good. It's not your typical Korean drama. Na it talks about mental health, first and foremost, and different types of psychological, like, um, psychological experiences, I would say. And there's romance pa rin siya and kilig and stuff. So that's what makes it great. And it's a co-production with Netflix and TVN Korea. So... The production value is really high. Our friend Micah is obsessed with it. 
<laughs> I don't know if you've seen her obsessions of K-dramas, but it's really good. Um, it's ongoing pa lang. It's not done yet. So if you can go watch It's Okay to Not Be Okay, then it's a great recommendation. And what else? Ano ba? That's pretty much it for this. Uh, I also watched this one movie pala called Palm Springs. It's a Hulu movie starring uh, Andy Samberg and Christine Milioti. I won't spoil the thing, but it's a really cute rom-com just released this year. So go watch Ooh. that if you can. Uh, yeah. So those are my recommendations for the week. And that has been our popcorn episode for this week. Thank you so much, Gianna, for being here. Thank you, Chola. So happy we finally got to do this. I know. Uh, I hope you get to come on board more often. And we hope, I, I mean, I, get to, I hope I get to see you in person sooner or later. Because I know. In a while. I don't know when the last time I saw you was even. But. Where can people follow you for more updates, of course, on your uh, career, your advocacies, and social media updates? Yeah, um, you just catch me on Gianna Margarita Lianes. That's my, my personal Facebook, but I also have a Facebook page. It's called Gianna Lianes. That is where I have my uh, video show with some international beauty queens um, where we talk about pageantry worldwide and also various advocacies around the world you can check out my instagram it's at gianna lianis and my youtube is gianna lianis but my last video was last year so i don't know if you want to check it out <laughs> since i since i've uploaded and where can they tune in on the radio as well yes um you can listen to me on the vibe that's 7 to 10 p.m on Wave 89.1. And you can also catch all of my activities on the Miss Philippines Earth Facebook page. Yes, congratulations again. And thank you so much for being here. Of course, for Popcorn, you can go follow us on social media. That's at Popcorn with Cholo, at Popcorn W Cholo on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, you can listen to all our previous episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you stream your podcast. Of course, we're also on Radio Katipunan 87.9 FM. Thank you so much to the Radio Katipunan fam for always supporting us. That's where you'll see this video and other videos from the past. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll see you again real soon. Bye! Bye!